Any questions? Yes. But, um, a guidance, I guess. Um, so obviously we, you know, in this society, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said we're in affluent times. And, you know, parents here, like, how do we, like, how, uh, so I try to. I have no idea. <laughs> no, really. I'm sorry, I just. I, I, I like to pretend that I know how to parent, but I have no clue. No, no, go ahead. What do you? No, no. What was your specific concern? Because there's lots of parents in the room. Like, what was you know, your specific? We yeah. Like right, we we choose to be happy. Like God suffered, we suffer. Yeah. Right, and we can say how horrible and awful our life is, and you know this happens and that happens, but yet it's our choice to be happy. I mean, trying to teach our kids like that. Right. I mean, to, to use Jesus as an example, I guess, you know, I, that's where I choose. Like, they're always like, well, this happens and this happens and it's unfair and that's unfair. And, and I say, well, if you look at Jesus' life, uh, this how unfair is that? Right, and right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tricky, you know. Um, hmm. And they don't want to hear that. No, of course. <laughs> they don't want to hear me. <laughs> Yeah. The thing my mother said to me when I was a kid was offer it up. Offer it up. I was like, yeah, well, I don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, but, but yeah, I think it's true. true. Now, now, but, now that I'm yeah. older, I know. <laughs> right. And, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I feel years. like I have a black cloud over me and my family all the time. And I'm so, I feel like I'm positive. And then Good for you. Miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they're miserable. That's fine. You know? Uh, I guess uh, That's it, yeah. it's their choice again, I guess. Well, no, I don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd have to, I don't know. With, um, I'm not saying my mom. <laughs> <laughs> They're miserable at me. <laughs> right. And like everyone. Yeah, I so I guess the, maybe, the, maybe the question is how do you help your children to overcome a complaining attitude and to accept difficulties with more joy? Right. Could that be the question? Yeah. To yeah. choose that. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. <coughs> that could be the question. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that's good. And then I think just explaining to them, right? What, you know, children are not totally irrational, <laughs> but they're not fully rational yet either, right? And so I think. I think um, not all the time, but parents do need to like explain what's not just what they're doing and why that's wrong, but explain like to the child, especially at a younger age, their own thought process or or their their own conflict within them, right? And and acknowledge, okay, I know that you feel this way because this is not comfortable or you feel impatient or you feel this, but um, for now, this is what we have to do for X reasons, right? And so that gets them, even if they don't, if, even if they don't agree with it or understand it fully, it gets them, uh, you know, processing things in a virtuous way, right? There are my emotional reactions and there's what I'm feeling most immediately, but then there's also this other reality of why it's worthwhile or why we have to wait or why I'm not happy now, and why this is good to go through, right? And so I think children need that kind of explanation in a simple way. 
um, in order to get used to being patient with their own with their own moods and seeing that there's a reason for um, discomfort, temporary discomfort, right? Delayed gratification type of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I think you hit on it, what you're talking about, with like trusting in God more. You know, that's the challenge for me. Right. Like the, when you feel injustice, something's wrong in the world. So like for me, it's, well, I can dwell on that <laughs> and be, you know, in mis- misery out of that because of that. Or like you said, so truly, you know, I'm, I'm at my best in suffering when I remember God's with me. Yeah, and I think, I think... I can trust him, like, even though he let this happen to me. Right. Then I can say, okay, there's a purpose. Right. So I think it's... So it's not meaningless suffering. That's very helpful to me. But it's... Oh, I don't do it... I'm far from perfect on that. Sure. In moments of grace. Sure. Yeah. But I think there's always... Um, whenever there's a challenge or a problem in our life... We have to process it with clarity. The more clarity you can get in processing it, the better. And so I think there's a little bit of, fl- of a flow chart. It's like, can I solve this? Yes. Well, then probably you're supposed to because God makes us semi-provident over the problems and the, and our relationships and things in our life, right? We have a will for a reason. We have a mind for a reason. And so if you can solve it, well, I mean, don't be a Pelagian about it. Ask for God's grace and help and then try to solve it, right? But sometimes it's like, well, can I do anything about it? That's not maybe necessarily solving it, but can I make this better in some way? Well, then do that. But what you can't do is like make yourself responsible for something that you can't do, right? Or feel like, you know, you have to be in control of things in your life that you're simply not in control of. Right? That, is a, that is a shortcut to total insanity. I think many people are insane because they're trying to control things that are absolutely beyond their control. What other people think of them? What's going to happen in five years? What my children are going to turn out to be? You know, what happened to me when I was two, right? You have no control over most of that, right? And so when you have a problem in your life, I think it's very important. If you're, if you're a believer, there's, a, there's another level, right? If you're a believer, there's a problem in your life. It's like, what can I do about it to make this better? Well, let me go for that. You have to, you know, be active, responsible with God's help. Everything else, I put it in God's hands because he's provident over what I don't have power over. And especially, gosh, I mean, you know, if you think about like the world in general, yeah, we're citizens, we have to vote, we have to like get together and try to make things better. But we have very little providence over the nation as such or uh, the world as such, the church as, as such. And so if you worry about things as if they were things you can actually do something about when they're not, there's no end, there's no bottom to that kind of worrying, right? And it's a kind of insanity. So we all have to figure out <laughs> what are we provident over, you know, how, how does God want us to live our, our providence and, and what relationships am I actually responsible for? What can I do about them? And then everything else we have to like live confidence in God because there's nothing else you can do about it. And that's freeing, right? So, so the whole idea of freedom from, you'll free, you'll free yourself from all sorts of fears and worries if you trust in God more, as you put it. Yeah. Great. 
Any other questions? Yes. I have a question um, about the Lamar um, province. So I'm, I'm curious if, if, if there's any kind of objective, uh, almost hierarchy of virtue among the freedoms. So for example, like if, 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 if he or any other martyr didn't choose martyrdom, or did, didn't, didn't acquiesce to martyrdom. So, so if he had said to himself, okay, this is a meaningless piece of paper, I can sign it, I preserve my life and my family, I can serve that good. Yeah. The regime is passing, we move on. And, and, and he did, and, and no, no, nobody would find fault with him for doing it, right? And, and that, you can't say that would be bad, right? Well. Or, or what would it be? That's my question. It depends on, yeah, so. For him, it would have been very bad. It was it was worth dying for, because he saw it as he saw it as his relationship with Jesus Christ, right? So that's all the martyrs get to the point where they're like, no matter how small this seems to someone else, this is a denial of someone who died for me and who's the Lord of the universe, right? So the martyrs see it not as a um, a kind of technical thing, but rather as essential. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know how God would judge it. I don't know. I'm not God. Right. And I don't know how God was speaking through the conscience of blessed Franz. Right. Now, that said, he had a tremendous trust in God because people brought up the argument like, hey, you have a wife and, and kids. This is irresponsible. And he said, well, um, I know, but I can't do something bad to be able to take care of them. So I guess God's going to have to take care of them. Right? So that's kind of a radical example of what I was talking about. It's like, well, what can I do about this? Well, I can't do this because for me, this is sinning. And so I can't worry about, I mean, he's, he was worried about his family, obviously, in a natural level. But in the decisional process, I can't ultimately worry about something that I can't do anything about. Right? Um, On that line, just quickly, just before you get off of that, what if he wasn't, like, he's a martyr, obviously. But yeah. What if someone was in the same position and said, my family, I need, you know, and this and that, then he conscious, they're consciously not. Yeah, that's a difficult. Who, me, personally? No, 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 no. I mean, would that be a consider? I think it'd be very, I think it'd be understandable. I mean, I don't think someone's going to go to hell for that. But yet, the difference is that he was so conscious of that. He had that such deep morality yeah. And and belief. Right. Now I don't want to I don't want to underplay it either, right? No. Jesus says if you deny if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father, which is a very powerful thing, right? So we shouldn't like you know too easily downgrade. No, no. I'm I'm not right? downgrading. I'm just saying like, the violation of conscience. However, we do at the same time trust in God's mercy, and we realize that it is in a, it is in a situation of, of extreme like psychological coercion. So, if someone fell to that weakness, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to hell. Um, I feel like we coerce our children all the time. Though. So, <laughs> I know, you, know, like when you coerce your children all the time. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, again, I'm not a parenting expert. Uh, by any means, I have zero children. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think that somehow you have to foster freedom in the children, but with responsibility and with consequences. And so, yeah, I think there's two like 
extremes, which is neglect, no consequences, no rules, and that's not good. And then maybe, on the other hand, too much fear of not behaving well, right? Too much emphasis on the comportment and not the internal reasons for acting. All that's theoretical, so I don't know how to do it in practice. But yeah, I think you have to like keep those in play, right? Kids need, we need rules. Kids need rules. Oh my gosh, it's so late. How'd that happen? Okay, thank you. We should go. The question and answer went longer. All right, let's say a quick prayer and we can go. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, our hope, handmaid of the Lord. Pray for us. Okay, thank you.